What do the residents of Illinois, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Kentucky, Ohio, and Colorado have in common? You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Linda Ray Murray, the Chief Medical Officer with the Cook County Department of Public Health in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Murray, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. What is biting all these residents? Well, what is biting them is actually, technically speaking, still a mystery in that our uh, State Department of Health has not been able to obtain samples of these little things. However, this outbreak is exactly like the outbreak that we saw in 2004 and 2005 in Kansas and Nebraska. So we actually think it's an oak leaf mite, so-called an itch mite. These are microscopic mites and are not visible by the naked eye. How many cases have been reported to your department? Well, in our surveillance of the emergency rooms in suburban Cook County, we have hundreds of cases, something like six or 700 cases have come in. And of course, we're confident that not everybody has made it to the emergency room. What do the bites look like? The first thing to understand about them is that unlike mosquito bites or chigger bites, where people actually can feel themselves being bitten, people don't realize that they're getting bitten by these mites. And so uh, what happens usually or frequently is patients will be outside. They'll be taking a walk in the woods or doing gardening. And then the next morning, or at least four, six, eight hours later, they will suddenly start itching. And you have uh, erythematous circular lesion. What happens is the mites bite, break through the skin, deposit their saliva. And so you have an uh, inflammation and irritant reaction to that. The wheels are usually between a dime and a quarter in diameter. Uh, and in the center is a small pustule that may begin to drain. And obviously, if people scratch it, can become purulent. How severe can the symptoms get? Most people, they just itch, and they itch like mad, so it's very irritating, and there are usually no systemic symptoms. However, if people have lots of bites in the order of a hundreds, there are some people that appear to get a little bit of an allergic reaction, so they may have some fever and malaise and nausea. Uh, that's extremely rare, however. Can the bites cause infection? Only as a secondary problem if people are scratching and get a secondary skin infection. How long do the symptoms last? The symptoms last 10 to 14 days. They gradually get less pyritic, uh, but uh, the treatment that's suggested is really symptomatic treatment, antihistamines, cortisone cream, um, that kind of situation. What we try to emphasize is to tell people what they need to do to try to avoid getting bitten. And what are those measures? Well, here in Illinois, uh, this is West Nile season, and so some of the same measures for West Nile we recommend for this. Long sleeves. The use of DEET or other insect repellents is controversial. It's not clear that it actually helps, but what will help is if you are out in your yard uh, for a backyard affair or doing gardening and you come in the house, to shower and lather quickly and wash all your clothes, and that will decrease certainly the number of mites that are, are around. Are homeopathic remedies effective? Well, whatever you can do to help the itch is just symptomatic. So what, whatever, calamine lotion, I mean, those kind of things may uh, help the symptoms of itching. Are you prescribing steroids for really severe cases? I, I don't. I, I think the, the, the really severe cases, you'll get the nausea, et cetera, and I haven't seen anybody have to use a systemic steroids for that. Do the mites transmit disease? No, these particular mites, there are, there's a family of them that are on leaves, etc. They do not transmit any disease. The saliva that they have is toxic to insects, but uh, like I said, for human beings, it just sets up an irritant 
uh, an inflammatory reaction. Do the mites stay on us after biting? No, they don't burrow. Uh, scabies, for example, is a much more common uh, mite that's bigger than this and actually burrow under the skin. But these oak leaf mites uh, do not burrow under the skin. They bite and they fall off. They, bite, they can bite several times unlike a mosquito. They'll, so they'll bite several times, but they just fall off the skin. How long do they live? The little mites live a very short time, in a, you know, a day or two. That's it. They reproduce very rapidly. And it's not exactly clear why this happens, but certain climate conditions, uh, you, you suddenly can get a population explosion of these mites. That's what happened in Kansas and Nebraska, and this appears to be happening now. And they're borne by the wind, so uh, they live in the leaves of, the, of trees, and so they literally fall down from the trees. Uh, and they can be blown around in the wind. If they're carried inside on clothing, can they live inside? Not for very long. They they will die quickly. However, we have seen a rash of concern with pets, dogs, and cats that uh, have this uh, mite infestation, uh, as well as human beings. Oh, so they're biting both of us. That's right. Can they survive in bed sheets? For example, if they bite a husband, can they then migrate and bite the wife? We think that may be happening, but uh, again, th- there has to be really a lot of them for for that to happen. And does vacuuming and disinfecting the home help? Yes. Uh, vacuuming will help. Washing the clothes and bed linens will also help. When is this going to end? Technically speaking, when the frost comes. But in fact, <laughs> uh, you know, mites are present all the time, as, as I'm sure you know. The frost will kill them. But what really uh, disturbs people is when there's so many that you get caught in a cloud of them. And, and uh, that's the real problem. What's their preferred food? Do they want to munch on humans? No, or? their preferred food are larvae. For, for example, in Oklahoma and Nebraska and Kansas, uh, a couple years ago during that, that outbreak, they were actually gnats make deposit their eggs on tree leaves, and the larvae, there's why those mites are on there. They actually uh, are eating the larvae of the other insects. Dr. Murray, what happened in Kansas? How did they diagnose that it was this mite? Well, they had a they had a, an outbreak uh, much more extensive than ours in, in Kansas and Nebraska. And actually, what they did, because they were completely confused by this, they called in the CDC from Atlanta. And it turns out that these particular mites, uh, which they were able to catch and look at under the microscope, are really common in Europe, and they hadn't been seen in the United States very often. And so this was sort of a surprise at that point. So they very well documented what was going on, and they were able to catch the mites. Here in Illinois, we've had a problem because this happened uh, and peaked uh, a few days ago. And since then, especially toward the evening when they're most active, we've had rains. And so that's made collection of the mites basically impossible uh, because of the rains and, and now we've had rain almost all for 20 hours. So that will keep the population down and it should stop some of the attacks on humans. Was the outbreak in Kansas in Nebraska the first known U.S. outbreak? That's my understanding from reading it and from reading the CDC website, yes. And is there a particular time of year that the outbreaks do occur? Is late summer, late summer and early fall. Are other states calling for your advice? No, I think this is known now and... Uh, So most of our outbreaks have been around the Chicago area and a little bit in Indiana. Does spraying trees with insecticide help? Absolutely not, because uh, where the mites are most of the time are safely tucked inside these little places where the larvae are. So the insecticide is not going to get to them, and so you're just 
causing more trouble to the environment. So that's not a recommendation to actually spray the trees. What is your take-home message for the primary care physician? I think for the primary care physician, I think the, the important thing is that uh, you, you will, first of all, uh, be able to distinguish this from other common things like scabies. Obviously, the distribution of the rash are different. And as I said, scabies burrows underneath the uh, skin. The other common summer kinds of things like chigger bites uh, tend to be on the legs. And again, those little red bugs are usually larger. So when the patient comes in and doesn't remember being bitten, but yet has these circular lesions, more than one, it should be three or four or five, uh, on their arms if they get under where the loose clothing is. And uh, so if they don't remember being bitten and suddenly began itching and it's these typical circular lesions, uh, then that should be uh, your first thought during this time of year. Um, and then you should check with your local health authorities to see if, in fact, other reports are going on. And what's your take-home message for the patient? In other words, when is the time that they need to go see the doctor if they've treated themselves at home? Well, what we've tried to explain to patients is that uh, once they know what it is, obviously it's very frightening if you don't know what it is, but now that we know in the Chicago area that we have this mite problem, uh, there's really no need for them to see a doctor specifically. Uh, for, as a primary care physician, my goal is really to reassure the patient that this will pass, that there's not a lot we can do about it, and just treat the itch. However, if they notice any headache, nausea, malaise, then they should seek medical attention. How can listeners learn more? If they go on the web, uh, and I would recommend the uh, CDC site as a reliable site to start with. Um, and, uh, in and, Illinois, uh, the uh, State Department of Public Health, Kansas, uh, uh, Nebraska, universities, if they just Google itch mite, they will find lots of pictures and of what the rash looks like and what the mite looks like. If a patient does go to the pharmacy, are there particular over-the-counter medications that you're recommending? Any of your steroidal creams, any of the anti-itch medications, they should consult their, their pharmacist there, and I'm sure they'll be able to suggest some creams. Also, uh, if it's really bothering you and you want to get some sleep, uh, an antihistamine uh, will help too. Are there any populations that are more vulnerable than others? I think the main thing, especially for people that have uh, ongoing skin problems where they have breaks in the skin, you want to make sure you don't get a secondary infection from scratching. That's the most dangerous part of this. So if people can avoid scratching, if you have children that get it, you know, cut their fingernails, uh, keep the lesions clean so they don't get uh, a more serious skin infection just from scratching. Is this the breeding season for them? Well, this is a life cycle. Their life cycle is short, and so they sort of are breeding all the time, and yes, that's what gets the population up. And is it so many days or so many hours? Oh, the breeding cycle? It's a couple of days that that these little uh, mites live. Dr. Murray, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss the oak leaf mite outbreak. It's my pleasure. I'm Susan Dolan, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.